welcome again today to The Turning Point. It's your boy Daniel, and we're here to talk sports with you. So last night, had a big old basketball game, right? Heat Lakers game one. NBA Finals, man, the Lakers absolutely destroyed them last night. I mean, I can't sit here and say that I didn't see it coming. I mean, the Heat, you know, they've made their run. They've done well. They've been, you know, you know, lights out through the Eastern Conference, pretty good in the bubble, uh, in the regular season bubble, whatever you want to call it. But man. Last night, the Lakers showed their muscle, <laughs> and they just absolutely beat up on a Heat team that was hurting. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. If you were watching the game, you saw Gordon Drogic, uh, right, our guy, point guard, go down probably out for the series, I'd imagine. I mean, if you have any type of planter issue, uh, it's not good. <laughs> It's not good. So, anyways, Gorgon, you know, out, uh, hurt himself. That's their point guard. I just can't see him coming back from that. Bam, hurt. Jimmy, hurt. <laughs> I mean, it was just rough. I mean, Jimmy had a great game. Uh, played 33 minutes, but he was, you know, he had that uh, weird ankle sprain roll situation. Uh, towards the beginning of the game. I mean, the heat came out hot. I mean, my goodness, Jimmy had nine points before you uh, were blinking your eyes. But, you know, just wasn't enough. 116-98, Lakers, game one. It's 1-0 now. Um, and uh, I just, you know, I had them going six, you know, five or six games. Lakers winning 4-1, 4-2. It's probably going to be a sweep now. I just, I, I don't know. I just cannot see the Heat bouncing back with the amount of inexperience they have. I mean, that, that's a whole segment for itself. The amount of inexperience they have in this type of game. You know, the Lakers with LeBron, Rondo have been there, done that. You know, uh, been there, done that. Vogel, I think, is a good coach. Um you know, and then you got Anthony Davis, one of the best players in the league, you know, had an incredible game last night, 11 for 21, two for four from three. He was 10 for 10 from the line. I mean, you ain't beating the Lakers when Anthony Davis goes 10 for 10 from the line, 34 points, nine rebounds, three blocks. It was just incredible. Only one foul. I mean, his plus minus was plus 23. I mean, so at the end of the day, man, they weren't losing last night. <laughs> I mean, it was incredible. The Heat were down. They were hurt. The Tyler Hero, you know, was a rookie last night. Six for 18. He shot two for eight from three, you know, 14 points. But, but here's the kicker. <laughs> when he was in the game, they were negative 35. Negative 35. I mean, it wasn't happening last night. The Heat just weren't getting it done. We'll see what they do in game two. I just don't see anything changing. The Lakers are just far more superior. Um, I've said it all along that I feel like Denver Nuggets were the second best team in, in the uh, in the league. 
um, in the in, even in just in the bubble, uh, second best team. I mean because uh, the Heat just aren't there. I I think it was Denver number two. I think number uh, you know number three were the Clippers, <laughs> and we all saw what they did. You know, and then maybe number four was the Heat. I mean it's just they were down there. Um, the Western Conference is so strong, and uh, I just can't see them overcoming that that uh, hurdle of the Lakers. Um, Lakers have the star power, firepower that the Heat just do not. I mean, those are all obvious things. But, you know, let's look at the plus minus for the Heat. Okay, so they didn't have any good minutes. I mean, I can't remember, you know, uh, until maybe garbage time. A guy having, you know, Olenek had, a, you know, he was doing all right. Um, he stood out to me there towards the end. But let's go through here. I mean, um, you got Bam, negative 12. Uh, Jimmy Butler, negative 14. Jay Crowder, negative 21. Yikes, right? You would hope when he's on the floor as hard as he plays, you know, there would be some good minutes there. Gordon, 15 minutes, he has was a plus one. It goes to show that he's, you know, he's a vital part of their team. Duncan Robinson, don't even get me started on him, man. Uh, just uh, awful last night. Awful. I mean, the guys that were guarding him were just Dean him up over three from three, over three from the field. I mean, that's all he shot was three shots. I mean, Robinson shoots three times. That's their best shooter. He's probably one of the better shooters in the NBA. Over three uh, was in was a minus eight. Um, Iguodala. Negative 25. Oh my gosh. Hero, negative 35. So, uh, none played good. I mean, he's a guy that I just, he's kind of um, falling by the wayside in the bubble. I mean, I, I had high expectations for that guy. I mean, he's just, he was doing great during the season of injury, what it is, you know, but he's kind of falling by the wayside. I had 20 minutes. He was 8 for 11. Um, pretty good shooting for Kendrick Nunn. The rookie, 18 points. He was a plus eight. So maybe they try to get that guy involved a little bit more. Um, moving on, but hey, Lakers, <laughs> incredible performance last night. LeBron James near triple double. Everybody was talking about, oh, take him out, take him out. Uh, no, <laughs> why would you do that? I mean, the guy has a chance to get a triple double in the finals. It ain't happening. It ain't happening, folks. But LeBron James, 9 for 17, 2 for 4 th from 3, 36 minutes played. He shot 6 shots from the line, made 5 of them. So, 13 boards, man. I mean, he was the leading rebounder for the Lakers last night. Um, 9 assists, get a steal. Um, only 2 turnovers. Uh, you know, he was a plus 10 when he was on the court. I mean, just a, a incredible performance by LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and the Lakers. Um, you know, Dwight Howard, I think, has changed them uh, being able to start. I think he's just, you know, he's not he's not a whole lot better than JaVale, but he's he's slightly better than JaVale McGee. And McGee, obviously, is hurt. Um, he hasn't played since Dwight took his spot. Um, but, man, uh, Caruso, you know, great game. He's a guy that will just come in and, you know, have good minutes majority of the time. Danny Green, plus 21, he was the top guy. And plus minus last night for the Lakers, plus 21, uh, or second, sorry, second to Anthony Davis. But plus 21, people are giving him grief because he's brick, brick, brick. But, uh, man, I mean, defensive minutes were good for him. Played 30 minutes, 11 points. But anyways, I mean, the Lakers just, you know, they, they're just better, you know. 
they're just better. I mean, all around. You know, they have this two superstars. They've got the better bench. I mean, honestly, Hero, you know, is, is a great player, and he's going to be a good one for a long time. Um, but coming off the bench, and he's he's it, you know, from, from in my in my eyes, he's he's really it for the Heat. I mean, none had a good game last night, but he's been shaky. But you know, I mean, the depth of the bench for the Lakers. I mean, you got guys like um, Alex Caruso that can come off the bench. Rondo, I mean, Rondo is coming off the bench. Kuzma, um, uh, Morris. I mean, you know, these are guys that could start for teams. <laughs> You know, and, and they're and they're coming off the bench. Sorry about that. They're coming off the bench. So I mean, at the end of the day, man, you know, what do the Heat need to do? They need to play an ugly game. I mean, they need to, you know, be diving for loose balls, right? They need to, you know, they need to play defense. They've got to be able to stop Anthony Davis. Um, I think it's impossible to stop LeBron. Um, you can't even do it on 2K <laughs> for all my gamers out there. Uh, you know, I mean, he's just an incredible player. LeBron James, man, led his team last night to to win game one. He's on a mission, you know, for Kobe, uh, you know, and, and the Lakers organization, you know, who's been longing for a championship for like 10 years. Um, but, man, great game last night. So what did the Heat do? I mean, I just and, – and this is just a, you know, thing probably won't even happen. I mean – I just can't see them taking him. I mean, Jimmy Butler's great. You know, he had a good game last night. Man, he, you know, he can't do it by himself. He's not that kind of player. Bam, you know, he was hurt. Just did not look himself. Um, so what do they do? I mean, just got to be able to maybe play an ugly game. You know, defense, diving for balls, um, getting to the line. Um, got to be physical. I mean, there was no physical uh, nature in that game last night for them. I mean, they weren't physical. Um, I mean, those are things that you just got to do as a, as a big underdog. I mean, you just got to play the game. I mean, you've got to win four games in a seven-game series. It's a long series, but, man, the Lakers last night just looked dominant. And uh, I just don't see anything changing. You know, I don't even think the Heat could just make this an ugly series, you know, and win. It just won't happen. Too much star power for the Lakers, not enough for the Heat. Injuries you know, are just going to really threaten the Heat's chances. And, uh, you know, we'll see where it goes from here. Things can always change, happen. It's basketball. Guys can be mission, missing shots. Anthony Davis, it's hard to see. He'll get 10 free throws again in a, in a game, you know, in this series. Uh, something that I took a tidbit out of in that game, man, was the amount of traveling that wasn't being called. I mean, it seemed like I saw traveling six or seven times that it didn't get called. You know, some, some you know, uh, uh, just some decisions by the referees, you know, where, where the officials just were <clears throat> questionable. But, um, you know, I think that's a story for another day. But, uh, you know, just a, just a great game overall by the Lakers. Props to them. I mean, they uh, just really, really played hard, played well. I mean, you guys, if you watched it, you saw, I mean, there's just not much to say other than, the Lakers were just so dominant. Um, you know, they came, uh, he came out swinging, got up, uh, I think it was 12 points at one time, and the Lakers just stormed back. And next thing you know, the Lakers are up by 30. I mean, it just was that second quarter was huge for the Lakers. Uh, they were up three after the first. And then that second quarter it was just a storm in the third. <laughs>
welcome back to the show. I think it's safe to say with that little audio that we can say bye-bye to the heat, right? Bye-bye. Like I was talking about a while ago, I just don't see it happen, man. Bye-bye to the heat. LeBron James is going to get his fourth, and all is right with the world, I guess. It's going to make LeBron look closer and closer to the GOAT, Michael Jordan. Goat B, as I call him, Kobe Bryant, rest in peace, and uh, and LeBron, man, he's about to get his fourth ring, it's over, folks, it's over, it's done, over, ain't gonna happen, sorry Heat fans, it's just not gonna work out for you, Jimmy Butler, great player, Tyler Hero, young guy, it's gonna be a great one. Bam Adebayo, he's hurt. It's not going to happen, Heat fans, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you could sit in the corner with your little tiny violin and soak in your misery. (laughs) Welcome to the Oklahoma City Thunder. (laughs) Right, but it ain't going to happen, okay? Sorry. Pack it up, get ready for next season. You've got a lot of of, uh, good things to look forward to, okay? Let LeBron have his day. He's going to get it. Anthony Davis is going to win his first ring. One of many, I'm sure. I'm sure he'll win several. But hey, it's the Lakers' year. It was destined for this. Kobe passed away this year. It's it's just, it's it's going to happen. Sorry, Heat fans. Sorry. <laughs> there ain't no 24-year-old Dwayne Wade to, to get you guys out of it right now, man. It just ain't going to happen. Ain't going to happen. But anyways... Man, love that basketball uh, is back. Um, the NBA Finals, I love it. There's so many sports going on right now. And, you know, last night was a great, great night in sports. So let's talk a little baseball. We had a lot of baseball action going on last night. I know many of you were probably watching the Lakers Heat uh, NBA Finals, Uh, but man, a lot of great action in the uh, world of baseball last night, and sad to say this morning that my Cleveland Indians, again, for like the 80th year in a row, (laughs) will not be winning a World Series, but what an incredible game last night. Um, Man, that was a good one. Uh, you know, the, the, uh, Yankees, you know, well, the Indians, you know, we came out swinging, got up four, two rain delays, um, got up four runs. The Yankees came storming back. They had a nice grand slam to put them up five to four, ended up going six to four. Indians came back six, six, uh, Yankees went up eight, six. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, the Indians tied it at eight, eight Indians went up nine, eight, and then that final inning, old Brad Hand. <sighs> Brad Hand walks up. All of us Cleveland Indians fans know that it's over. <laughs> we are not winning. Comes up, gives up two runs, and, you know, the rest is history, right? The Yankees move on. We play the Rays um, to, uh, Monday uh, Monday uh, night. They'll be, they'll be playing the Tampa Bay Rays, and uh, 
you know, I look forward to that series. We all know how much those two don't like each other. But hey, you know, once the, you know, the Indians made it and I was like looking at the matchup and I seen the Yankees on schedule and I was like, man, you know, we might have a chance. And then Bieber just got destroyed last night <laughs> or the night before last. And then last night we lose. But hey, it's over. It's done with. What an incredible game. Uh, you know, I, I stayed up the whole entire time and watched it, you know, all the way to mid, you know, past midnight here, central time. Um, it was one in the morning there, but man, what a game, uh, good, good valiant effort by the Indians, but Hey, the Yankees had too much firepower. It'll be interesting to see how far they can go, uh, with a shaky bullpen. I mean, that's something that I noticed with both teams last night. Uh, I texted a friend and told him, Hey, once uh, we once the Yankees get us to the bullpen, we're in trouble. <laughs> the Yankees were right there too, uh, but man, what an incredible game! Um, a good bounce back for the Indians. Still couldn't put it together to win, but hey, we'll live to play another year, right? It's the same thing we say as Yankees or as Yankees, as Indians fans. You know, every year that you know we live to play another day, another year. Hey, it's our year. And then it's not. <laughs> Sounds like Cowboys fans. No. <laughs> no. But anyways, man, rough, rough outing uh, for the Indians. And, you know, they got bounced. Straight up bounced out of the playoffs to the Yankees. Uh, another game. My goodness, the Atlanta Braves and, and Cincinnati Reds. I mean, what an incredible game. 13 innings. Couldn't score a run. The, the Reds out hit the Braves. Um both pitchers just going at it, just a, a uh, you know, a, a great game by both, by both teams, I mean, um, both pitchers were on, uh, here's a stat for you, you know, between the, between the two, um, between the two teams, there was uh, 37 strikeouts, <laughs> 37 strikeouts, Bauer struck out 12 and in seven innings, uh, Freed struck out five in, in uh, seven innings. The Braves struck out 21 times and still won. Unreal. Unreal. Man, it just is absolutely crazy. I mean, what a game. You know, Freddie Freeman had the walk-off hit. Uh, you know, our guy Kuna, you know, big-time player, you know. Uh, one for six. One for six. I mean, absolutely Absolutely incredible. But good game, man. Both teams, you know, went at it. Both uh, pitching staff slugged it out, and the Braves ended up getting the win. So, I mean, just a just a good, you know, just a good game uh, overall. 13 innings, like I said. You know, a long, long game. Probably boring for some, but, hey, the pitching was incredible. The Astros get the win over the Twins. The Twins, again, are knocked out. I think that's 17 or 18 straight. They've lost in the playoffs. The Marlins beat the Cubs. That was incredible, right? I mean, we all thought, you know, the Cubs would win this one. But, hey, Marlins came to play, you know, made the playoffs for the first time in a while. Um, and, you know, hey, beat the Cubs. A lot of Cubs fans out there. Uh, the A's held off the White Sox to push it to – Deciding game three, Tampa Bay just beat up on the Blue Jays. I had a feeling that was coming. Cardinals beat the Padres. I didn't see that. Um, you know, the Padres don't really have a whole lot of experience when it comes to the playoffs. But, hey, St. Louis um, 
to all of our St. Louis Cardinals listeners out there. Did they did uh, outstanding? I mean, great game by the Cardinals. Um, you know, the Padres are the hot team in baseball this year. A lot of people had their eyes on them, and uh, the Cardinals came out swinging and and they won the game. Um, great, great job by the Cardinals. And then lastly, the nightcap, the Dodgers and the Brewers. Obviously, Dodgers beat them. Brewers gave up a fight, um, which was, you know, something that I didn't really see happening. I was super surprised about that. But, hey, um, the, the Brewers put up the fight. Dodgers came out, won the thing, and, uh, you know, got it done um, to the huge underdog. <laughs> Um, a lot of people have the Dodgers winning the whole thing. I have the Dodgers winning the whole thing. I think it's their year. And uh, to do it in this pandemic, it'll probably have an asterisk by it. But, hey, Dodgers, great game, great uh, win last night um, for, for those for those Dodgers, right? So, anyway, great, great uh, night of baseball. We got a, a few games today. <clears throat> uh, Reds and Braves. I got to get a drink. My goodness. Reds, Braves, uh, Cubs, Marlins, game two, both of those. Game three, the White Sox, Athletics. Game two, Padres, we'll see if they can bounce back against the Cardinals. Um, and game two for the Dodgers, I see them closing it out tonight. So, you know, a lot of good action in baseball um, this evening. Uh, you know, just a weird season for baseball. I mean, you talk about this. Teams literally go from 100 and 62 games to 60, all in a month, all in a month. There's not a whole lot of spring training. There's not a whole lot of uh, practice. I mean, and for baseball, it's so routine. You know, you get in a routine. These guys, they, they, they have bad months, and then they might go for three months and have great months hitting. You can't get that this year. You know, you better go and get the hits and I think that's why uh, in the Yankees Indian series, the Yankees had the edge because they've got great hitters. Um, the Indians are good pitching, good fielding um, with, you know, some good bats here and there. But man, you know, you've got to be able to swing the bat and swing the bat well. Um, I mean, that's pretty typical, but when you don't have a chance, right, to, to practice as much, you know, you don't have an off season. Um, you don't really get to, you know, you have that huge layover where you're not playing. Guys were out of shape. They were talking about several Yankees last night that they felt like were out of shape when they came and now they're getting better and, you know, they've got a chance to make a good run in the playoffs. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just kind of the year we're in the pandemic. Um, it, you know, just goes to show that, you know, guys when they want to really, dig deep and win they've got to go full go I mean it doesn't matter about your talent <laughs> you know you've just got to be able to do the best that you can and uh 60 game season compared to 162 and you know the pandemic you know all the things going on the testing um it's just a big deal it's just a huge deal uh players not getting to see families I mean it's a it's tough. It's a tough deal. I mean, the NBA guys, man, I mean, applaud them for the bubble. I mean, the NBA did a great job with the bubble, but, you know, for for a long, long while, these guys weren't seeing their families. You know, the ones that have been bounced out of the two now, but the ones that are in the finals haven't been able to see families until just recently. 
I mean, so it's just, it's absolutely incredible. I mean, what these guys are doing and, and they're, that they're putting on the line and, and I applaud them for it um, in all leagues. I mean, the NFL is the same. We had our first, uh, if you haven't solved, the Tennessee-Pittsburgh uh, game has been postponed, and that'll move us into our next segment. But, you know, the Tennessee-Pittsburgh game that was scheduled for Sunday has been postponed to a later date. I mean, it's your first big COVID issue in the NFL, and we're only in the fourth week, you know, so we'll see where it goes from there. saying uh if you guys haven't seen already the pittsburgh tennessee titans game that was scheduled for sunday is now postponed um due to covid uh there's been some positive tests for the titans it's unfortunate for them um you know hopefully those guys are able to to recover and get better i'm sure they will um but man you know what a what a crazy deal um you know a lot of people looking forward to that game. Two, three, and three, or three, sorry, three and O teams. Um, you know, Steelers coming off a good win against the Texans. The Titans coming off um, uh, a good win there as well. Uh, to Minnesota, close, you know, game uh, coming down to the wire. But man, I mean, it's just, it's, that's how it's going right now. I mean, we'll probably see this over the course of the season. I'm hoping not, fingers crossed we're not, but Tennessee is the first team. I, I saw that um, Vrabel came out and said that it had nothing to do with his his uh, team. You know, nobody broke protocol, so it happens, right? None of the Minnesota players uh, were tested positive, so that was good for them. Um, they played them just the other day on Sunday, and so none of them tested positive, so, you know, good news for Minnesota. But um, still, you know, the Tennessee Titans um, will not be playing the Pittsburgh Steelers, unfortunate for the Steelers as well. So they'll pro postpone it probably to some sort of uh, the end of the season deal or, you know, I mean, they're probably going to have an extra week of, of uh, games, I'm sure, for ones that probably get um, postponed. We'll see. Uh, the NFL figure, figure it out. I'm pretty sure they don't have the same bye week, so they won't be able to do that. But man. First, first time, um, it's a his, historical day, you know, for sports and for football, um, with the game being canceled, uh, not canceled, but postponed, um, that won't be able to be played this week, but, you know, they'll move on from it, the NFL will figure out what to do in that situation, and, uh, you know, we still got a lot of action this coming weekend, for those of you that have Pittsburgh and Tennessee uh, fantasy players on your fantasy team um you're gonna have to figure out something unless you're able to just get them off uh onto the bench for your lineup um hopefully your leagues are understanding i know mine is um where you're able to pick those guys back up if you have to drop them but hey every league's different <laughs> so i can't speak for your your commissioners um, but anyways so just you know make sure you're you're knowing or you have knowledge of that and that uh if you've got guys and you are okay with just keeping them and just taking zeros, I mean, I guess, right? But um, that is that has happened. It has gone on 
or gone down today. Uh, they thought maybe Monday or Tuesday they'd be able to play the game, but that's not the case. They had two more positive tests today in Tennessee, and so um, that game has been postponed. But hey, a lot of other action going on in the NFL this weekend. Um, something I want to talk about today is the Bears. I'm going to talk a little bit about the Bears and and uh, you know that quarterback situation. You know, Drabisky was in the same draft as Pat Mahomes. We talked about it yesterday, and it's unreal. They drafted him over Pat. <laughs> I mean, looking back, I mean, I know hindsight's twenty twenty, but my goodness, what a terrible decision. I mean, even Deshaun Watson was in that draft. Um, would have been much better for the Bears. I mean, imagine where the Bears would be right now with that defense. You know, and if, if Fangio would probably still be there um, instead of being in Denver, but on that defense, but uh, let's talk about the Bears for a minute. Nick Foles comes in, <laughs> cold as ever, right? Hasn't really played much over the last, you know, probably year and a half, uh, maybe maybe longer than that. Nick Foles walks in, third quarter. They bench Trubisky. He's mad. He's sulking over there on the sideline. He goes 188 yards, three touchdowns, and he throws one pick. He threw for 29 times when he came in the game, right? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, what a performance. And Nick Foles has been doing this, guys. He's been doing this all along. Nick Foles has literally done this. So why should have that changed now? The guy is terrible as a starter. But he'll come in four or five games in and just play it lights out. And we'll see where this takes him. We'll see how far he goes. You know, they've got to get a rushing game. I mean, they've got Mon uh, Montgomery, David Montgomery. Tariq Cohen's out for the year now. But they've got to get a rushing game to help Nick Foles. Run, run the game's got to be up there. But man, it seems like every single time Nick Foles does it. He does it. That's just him. He's got to be, what, 32, 33 now? The guy just comes in, just plays his tail off. He's won a Super Bowl. Forget Carson Wentz and that matter. He's won a Super Bowl. He was the starting quarterback that game. He comes in for the Bears on Sunday where the Falcons are just really hoping for a win. And they do what the Falcons can only do and lose to Chicago Bears and Nick Foles. I know you Chicago Bears fans are hyped up right now. you got a great defense. You're 3-0, good skill players. And now you have Nick Foles. So what will Nick Foles do for the rest of the season? Is the question. That's the question. I mean, he played a collapsing Falcons team. If we can be real for a minute. They are a collapsing team, right? They're struggling. Mightily. <laughs> and Dan Quinn probably won't last the rest of, you know, throughout the year. Unless they just turn something around. But without Julio, who I think is a, you know, kind of past his prime. But what will the Bears do? They've got a great coach. I love Matt Nagy. Don't get me wrong. But what are they going to do? They have Nick Foles at quarterback. They're going to ride with him. What happens two or three games in and Nick Foles is losing? They've lost. They're now 3-3. Three three. Do they go back to Shabrisky? <laughs> I mean, what, are the, you know, what do you do in that, in that situation? Nick Foles has to play lights out. Has to play his tail off. 
and let the Bears be successful. If the Bears are five and one, six and zero, oh, there's not this isn't gonna matter, right? There's that's the quarterback. Six and zero, oh, they're halfway to a more than halfway to a playoff. They're in a tough division. Don't get me wrong. The Packers, the Vikings have been struggling a little bit, right? But the Lions, nah. But the Bears, with Nick Foles, are such a better team. I mean, when, when they signed Nick Foles, I thought he was going to be the starter. And maybe it's because of his injuries. I don't know. Maybe because they wanted to get Trubisky another shot. Uh, we drafted him number two. Got to give him a chance. But it's awful. That's an awful chance to take. He's been so bad since he's been there. There's no way that the Bears shouldn't been have been playing for the Super Bowl that year. That they made the playoffs. They had a great team. I think they were like 12-4 and four or something like that. Somewhere around there. Khalil Mack, one of the best pass rushers of all time. Not just in the league today, but all time. Just a game uh, disruptor. And Mitchell Trubisky was their quarterback. <laughs> so bad. That's like Blake Bortles, you know? I mean, I can think a handful of quarterbacks that, you know, have been taken since Trubisky that the Bears had a chance to take, and they didn't. And that's my take on that. Nick Foles has got to be lights out because the Bears are a great team and they deserve a good quarterback and I'm not a Bears fan right but they deserve a better team better quarterback because you know Chicago is a great football city you know let's be honest it's a great football city great sports uh, town but Nick Foles has to be able to take this team to the next level will he do that I don't think so <laughs> I don't think so but I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. But he's probably such so much of a better option than Mitchell Trubisky. Right? It's got to be. It's got to be. So we got a lot of college football action uh, this weekend. Uh, some pretty good uh, ranked games. Um, I don't know if you guys have saw this, but uh, Texas A&M and Alabama will be playing this weekend. That ought to be a good one. Uh, we'll see if Kellen Mond can finally do something against the big-time team. Auburn-Georgia, that's going to be a classic. Um, I really think Auburn's going to get them. Uh, I'm not too confident in Bo Nix, but uh, you know Georgia just looked bad against Arkansas last week. I mean, they won handedly towards the end of the game. They put that other quarterback in, but I just don't. You know, I don't know, man. Georgia just doesn't seem like the team that we thought they were going to be in. It may just be because, um, you know, the, the quarterback transfer that they got from Wake Forest, um, Newman, is not playing. Uh, that was going to be their guy, and he's just obviously he's out. But a lot of good action, um, a lot of good games. It'll be a full day of college football on Saturday. Um, and obviously we've got our Oklahoma Sooners, um, you know, the state team, Oklahoma Sooners, going up against the Iowa State uh, Cyclones and I was going to say Hawkeyes. <laughs> I don't know why. Iowa Hawkeyes, I guess. Uh, but but Oklahoma Sooners against Iowa State Cyclones at 6.30 um, on ABC Saturday night. It'll be the first night game in forever, it seems like, for OU. Um, OU's a seven-point favorite. I mean, that's 
you know, I'm, I'm not surprised. I think I could say I'm not surprised. I, I, you know, Iowa State just hasn't looked that great, but OU hasn't looked good. I mean, we all knew the debacle last week. I talked a little bit about it yesterday with, with talking about Lincoln Riley. But I just, I mean, OU's going to win. I mean, I, I just think this is a bounce-back game. There's a possibility of rain, but I think Spencer Rattler will be good. I think the running game will be better. Um, you know, so us as OU fans, just got to calm down a little bit, take it, you know, last game in the chin, and, and move on, like uh, Jeremiah Hall said, you know, and just a gut check. And so what does OU do? I think OU's got to get out to a 3-4 touchdown lead. I mean, I really do, and the defense should just pour it on. It'll be interesting to see if Grinch blitzes a little bit more, um, relies on that secondary. If the secondary starts uh, struggling, then he's not going to do it. You know, they're going to run a zone. They're going to run, you know, some man-to-man on the outside with the four-man rush, three-man rush. It's going to happen because um, he can't trust his DBs. But if the DBs come out, they're playing well, we're able to get to – Brock Purdy, then, you know, it's going to be a long day for Iowa State. Uh, Brock Purdy is average at best, if you can even call him average. So, um, I mean, Oklahoma's got to win, has got to win. This game must win game. I mean, if OU loses this one, it's catastrophic. I mean, 1-2 and two to start the season, you're 0-2 in the Big 12. You're probably not going to get um, into the Big 12 conversation. You're definitely not in the playoff conversation if OU loses this game. So, They've really got to come out, play hard against Iowa State. You know, I really do think it's going to be more than that seven points. Uh, I do. I'd take the over in this game um, because uh, on that line because, I mean, I just think OU is going to be upset. You know, OU is always pretty good on bounce-back games. They've been good, you know, for a long time on those games. I, I don't have the stat right in front of me of how many games they've won in a row on a bounce-back. But, um you know, it's bounce back game, gut check time. What do you do against Iowa State? You know, you play probably the second and third worst team in the Big 12 back to back. And what are you going to do? You're going to win, you're going to lose. Uh, Spencer Rattler, are you going to play better? You know, are you going to make better decisions? Or are you going to make the same mistakes? Because Iowa State's always got a good defense. They're going to play hard, much like uh, Kansas State. They have a great coach. Um, and so we'll see. We'll see. They can get after Purdy. Um, if you can get after Purdy, I think it's going to be a, a long night for the Cyclones. Um, over under 62 and a half. I mean, uh, that's probably pretty, you know, pretty feasible there. Um, but man, OU has got to come out and play Spencer Rattler. You know, we're begging of you, Spencer Rattler, to come out and you know play a better game. Receivers have got to get open, and we'll see what what happens. Somebody's got to make a name for themselves. Marvin Mims has done great. He fell apart. Second half, and uh, I think it's due to his shoulder was hurting him after he came off the sideline. But got to play better. The other game uh, in the state, um, the Oklahoma State Cowboys uh, got Kansas. That should be a win. Uh, I don't see Oklahoma State having a problem with Kansas. Kansas is the worst team in the Big 12. Illingworth, you know, it'll be interesting to see if he if he uh, performs better. You got to be able to get Chuba the ball. Chuba Hubbard not even averaging 100 yards a game yet. Um, Tylen Wallace, your big-time receiver. So they ought to beat Kansas. OSU fans, don't worry. Uh, you're 21.5-point favorites in this game, and I think you're every bit of it. Uh, last week was close, you know, early. Um, well, I, 
you know, and, and that might be the scoreboard was a lot closer than what the game was. Um, but, you know, uh, competition is only going to get better. And, uh, you know, these guys, they've got to, um, you know, as as the Oklahoma State Cowboys, you know, they've, they've got to just put a full game together. I mean, they've got to. I mean, they're, it's kind of like in the same boat as OU. I mean, they're 2-0. and OU's 1-1. and But, you know, you got to put a full game together. I know your quarterback at the beginning of the season was not Shane Illingworth. You know, uh, uh, it was Spencer Sanders. But, I mean, this guy ought to be pretty good. He looks, He's looked decent in the first couple games. But what can Oklahoma State do to continue to push um, at, in the undefeated ranks? You know, uh, and at the beginning of the season, many of us thought, you know, they had a good chance of winning Big 12 you know, or, or getting there, you know, to the Big 12 championship. Um, they've got to beat OU. I mean, it runs through Norman, right? But uh, don't, you know, don't bat your eye to Oklahoma State this weekend. Oklahoma State would, I think, in my opinion, the Cowboys will benefit in beating Kansas by you know, four or five, six touchdowns. I mean, that would benefit huge, be a huge benefit for Oklahoma State if they can go out and do that uh, in Lawrence. Um, in this pandemic year, um, if they could go out, Illingworth throw four or five touchdowns. I mean, it would do it. would be a huge thing for Oklahoma State to be able to do that, and I think that um, they can. I think they're capable of it. Being a team like Kansas, who's so bad, so down, just you know, it doesn't matter who's coaching Kansas. I mean, Les Miles. I mean, Nick Saban could walk into Kansas and still struggle. I mean, let's let's be honest. They have less miles, and they haven't done any better in recruiting. So um, Oklahoma State, no problem there, no problem. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, the, the Pokes should go into Lawrence and, and beat them. Uh, I just don't see it. But they will benefit largely if they can get stops on defense and they could run it up five, six touchdowns um, and beat them, beat them by that. But we'll see. Um, it, it's a, it's a two or three. 2:30 kickoff on ESPN, so you know just uh, you know just make sure if you're a Pope fan, you're t- tuning into your team, seeing if they can get a win um, there. Um, I'm sure most of you are not worried about it, <laughs> but I wasn't worried about last week against Kansas State, and we and you know oh you lost, so um, Sooners bounce back game against Iowa State. Think that's going to be a win. OU would benefit largely from a three four touchdown win. Um, Oklahoma State, four, five, six touchdown win um, in beating Kansas. Uh, but a win's a win. Just get it done. Get out of there. Move on to the next game. Three big games are going to be Texas, Oklahoma State, uh, Bedlam, OU, OSU, and then obviously Red River um, with uh, OU, Texas. But those are the big big games in the Big 12. That's going to be the decider um, in what's to happen this year and this season and the Big 12 championship, I'm sure of it. So great college football action in the state. This coming Saturday, we'll have all of our um, eyes glued to the TV, you know, watching these games and, you know, hopefully get wins for the state teams this week. Um, Texas and TCU play. I think Texas will win that one. TCU is going to make it close. I think TCU is better than what they're, uh, than what people are expecting of them. Uh, Texas is 20 or uh, 12 point favorite. Um, you know, Texas's defense, man, is worse than OU's. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like OSU's defense played, you know, well, first couple games, uh, physical. 
Um, but Texas, you know, they're worse than Oklahoma. I mean, 56 points to Texas Tech last week. I mean, they scored 60, you know, 62, but gave up, or 63, but gave up um, 56. I mean, so they've got to play better. Uh, but, you know, it's a three-horse race, in my opinion, in the Big 12. I mean, it's going to be a, it's a long season, uh, even just with the pandemic and only having uh, 10 games. It's still long. There's a long road ahead, and we'll be talking in three or four weeks where it's closer. These teams are playing each other. OU Texas is over um, to see where the Big 12 is at um, nationally. But, again, like I said, big-time games this weekend. Make sure you're watching. Uh, Big 12's got great games. OU, OSU, the state teams got some good games. Should be winnable games. I mean, Let's see if Spencer bounces back for Oklahoma. The defense bounces back for Oklahoma. They're able to get pressure on Brock Purdy, uh, Oklahoma State. Uh, you know, see if they can get a, a big, a big win, um, or a win in a big way. You know, four, five, six touchdown win. Um, we'll see if if they're able to do that. Get out ahead of Kansas really quick in that game quickly, and uh, get back to the bus and head home. Um, so anyway, big time state games this weekend, and uh, you know I know we're all looking forward to it, uh, and and there's matchups that you know we'll have our eyes on. Uh, Alabama, like I said, A and M. I think Alabama wins. Um, I think Alabama is better than A and M, but we'll see. We'll see what A and M can do with. Um, I know Spiller had a good game last week. Uh, OU recruited him really hard as a recruit. Um, he's he ran the ball well. Eight carries, 117 yards in their first game. For Texas uh, A&M, but you know Bryant Denny Stadium, there's not going to be very many fans, if any at all. Um, and A&M is obviously, you know, they have some good games every now and then against these big teams, but it's the quarterback situation, you know, for for me, um, it's the quarterback situation, and and can, you know, can they? Uh, do better. I mean, they only 17-12 against Vandy last week. But can can Kellen Mond play better um, as a as a guy as a as the quarterback? And you know, I just don't I don't see them winning this game. But it's it's Alabama and A and M, you know, and it's Jimbo against uh, against Saban. Uh, it it could be close. Who knows? But Alabama, A and M, two thirty on CBS. Um, Best game this weekend, two against 13, in my opinion, um, even with the Georgia-Auburn game. Um, but it's going to be a good one. Make sure you're watching Georgia-Auburn, like I said, six-and-a-half-point uh, game. Uh, Georgia is the is the favorite in that game. Uh, we'll see what Bo Nix is made of. Can he, can he beat Georgia? You know, can Auburn go in and beat Georgia um, and give Georgia a run and, and, and uh, ultimately, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it's ending Georgia, you know, their chances at a playoff this year, because I think there'll probably be two SEC teams in it. But can Auburn beat them, you know, in Georgia? Uh, can Bo Nix, you know, take the Auburn Tigers, you know, to to the next level and and beating these teams? And he had a decent season last year as a freshman. He's a good defensive, or they're a good defensive team, um, you know. And and uh, can they win? Can they beat Georgia? Great action this week. Um, a lot of games that we'll be looking forward to to watching um, in the college football world. Um, 
and and the state teams can they bounce you know back uh you know can osu win in a big way you know not have a tight game against a team like Tech, uh, kansas can ou bounce back and get a win in, in uh, ames after a loss to kansas state just a, a program just a hurt they're a hurt, hurt program right now um need a win nobody expected them to lose the kansas state last week spencer rattler didn't play very well um offensive line was bad uh you know the defense as a whole just didn't play well in the second half and so we'll see can receivers get open uh be on the lookout for those things if ou if the receivers can get open if the line can block better and if the receivers can get open you know not just make plays but if they can get open and rattler can find them i think we'll be okay if rattler can pull the ball down and run i think we're going to be okay too i think he has so many opportunities where the field's wide open, and instead of forcing one into uh, coverage, double coverage, whatever it may be, Frattler can take off, scramble, get 10, 15 yards. You know, we'll be in good shape, um, but it'll be fun. It'll be fun to see what OU does coming out after the loss last week. But um, I'm excited for it, and I'm excited for college football this weekend. So I want to end today talking about epic collapses. The Twins lost their 18th straight postseason game yesterday. 18! 18! Peyton Manning. 18, right? They lost their 18th straight postseason games. I want to talk about teams that just seem like they cannot win. They can't win. It's like they're cursed for it, right? They, they can't win. It's not going to happen. You know, so long the Cubs waited to win the postseason, right? To win the World Series, and they finally did it. So it can happen. It can happen, right? They can do it. There's teams that have postseason droughts, right? World Series, Super Bowl, right? NBA Championship, Stanley Cup, whatever it may be, right? They just can't win. They just can't win. I mean, I, I, I have a, a cousin of mine that's a Minnesota Twins fan, right? He's from Minnesota. He loves the Twins. And he told me yesterday, I texted him and I said, dude, what's going on? That's that's epic. And he's like, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> it's that bad. The Twins lost the 18th straight postseason game. And this was a Twins thing, team that I really thought would make the uh, make the World Series, or not the World Series, but make the uh, uh, the finals of the AL, right? But they didn't. It didn't happen. The American League Championship, I thought they'd get there, and it didn't happen. They lost. So epic failures, right? Epic failures. It's like. There are teams out there that just can't make it over that hump. The Detroit Lions are one. The Dallas Cowboys are another. We've been talking about Dallas being good over the years for how long now? Probably 20, 25. They have had teams that probably should have made the Super Bowl that didn't. Epic collapses. And that's why we love sports, guys. That's why we love sports. It brings us back. Right? I'm an OU fan. We haven't won a, a national championship in 20 years. And we've been there 
time and time and time again, and we've lost. You could say, oh, they choked, right? Oh, you know, oh, you just can't win the big game, right? We've all heard it as OU fans, but it just continues to bring us back, continues to give us the expectation of this is our year. I am a Cleveland Indians fan. We haven't won a World Series, I think, since 1947. 47. That's before my parents were even thought of, right? So long ago. We can't win. We make it to the World Series. We're in the same boat as the Cubs. The Cubs have been a lot longer. Cubs win the World Series there, beat us, knock us out, and we're still here trying to win a World Series. It's what brings us back. It's what brings us together as fans, right? That's what brings us together as fans is because the love we have for our teams. It's our year. And then we're let down (laughs) over and over again. Minnesota Twins fans, I'm sorry. Dallas Cowboys fans, I'm sorry. (laughs) You all know how I feel about the Cowboys, right? Detroit Lions fans, I'm sorry. Barry Sanders is no more. It ain't going to happen. Goodness. Indians fans. Let's not even start talking about the NBA. The Sixers. It's been a long time, Sixers fans. But it just brings us back. We keep coming back. We still have wishful thinking. It's our year. It's our year. And then it happens. (laughs) Right. It happens. But I want to encourage you with something today. And that's keep supporting your teams. Keep supporting your teams. It doesn't matter how bad you are. Oh, well, my team's terrible. Well, don't jump on the bandwagon of somebody else. Stay with your team, right? Because maybe it'll be your year sometime. But that's what brings us back. It's what brings us sports fans together. That's why we keep watching. That's why we keep, you know, listening, right? We want to see the team win. I'm not going to lie. When the Cubs won the World Series and they beat the Indians, I was like, cool. That's cool. It's been since like 19-whatever, 18 or something. It was probably before then. The Red Sox won the World Series that year. I mean, guys, it's an amazing thing. It just brings you back. You keep coming back. You keep hoping you have that hope, right? It's our year. And then it's not. (laughs) And then it's not. But the epic collapse is something that makes sports. There's going to be a turning point for you, I promise. Every season, I think, well, OU's going to get it done. And then they lose to Kansas State. (laughs) Or they lose to Baylor. You know, or they lose to, you know, some team that they should have just beat. Right? Houston couple years back and it happens happens every year but I'm going to continue to support them I'm going to continue to believe we can make that playoff and get that semifinal win what is it is it to make it over that hump I think that's huge the twins have lost 18 straight if they could just win one they might make a run right if the Sixers could just win a, a series an Eastern Conference series 
and Eastern Conference Finals, if they could just make it to the finals, maybe that's the, what they need. I don't know. But Epic collapses. Just need that one, I think. And then you can get there. The Indians made it. Made it to the World Series that year. But they were playing the Cubs. Who needed it just more, even more. As a franchise. But it's what brings us together. It's what keeps bringing us back. It's what keeps, you know, the trolls to keep trolling. Right? The haters to keep hating. <laughs> we all love our teams. And we all love to talk smack. But hey. You guys, thank you for listening today. Be good. It's another day of sports. It's a good old day in Oklahoma. Feels great outside. So enjoy the rest of your day. And we'll talk back with you tomorrow. Denver Broncos play tonight. Playing the Jets. It's going to be good. So be ready. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. (music) Bye.